I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Business Boost podcast. So today I am going to share a story with you, something that I have done that has had a really big impact on my business. And I have given it time to land and settle and space to get all of the learnings from this thing before I was going to share it with you guys because I love sharing things that um, have been impactful in my business or my clients' businesses in this podcast in the hope that it gives you um, some inspiration in around things that you can do in your business to boost it because that is what we're here for, to boost your business. So um, the thing, the big thing that I have done is I have finally got my own office. Now, to give you the backstory, I have been working in my own business for the last six years, which means I've been working from home for six years, which is a bloody long time when you are an extrovert like I am to be out of an office environment and away from people. I am fueled by other people. I get my energy from being around others. And what I was finding was, I think what I got to at the end of last year, beginning of this year, was the compound effect of all of those years of not being with other people. And it's been one of those things that has kind of been niggling at me for a while now. And yes, like everyone, I know the last couple of years, most people have worked from home. I, I get that, but I think I went into the work from home thing without the novelty effect of the work from home thing because I had been doing it for a number of years. So prior to all the lockdowns of the last couple of years, you know, I wasn't in my home all day, every day, like I was during COVID. So prior to that, I would be out meeting up with clients either in their offices or in cafes. If I was doing a planning or strategy session with with a client, I would book a meeting room at like a co-working space or something like that. When I was working in Lorraine's business, I would meet her once a week at a, a co-working space in the city. And that was really fun because we basically sat beside each other for a whole day and we just smashed through so much work in that time because we were physically in the same space. It was also really fantastic because I felt like, you know, that was when I could dress up in my fancy work clothes and, you know, I'd get the bus into the city and, you know, go out for lunch and maybe meet 
friends after work because I also tied that day into being the night that my girls spent with their dad during the week. So it worked really well doing that sort of blend of even though I was work from home, but I did spend a considerable amount of time outside of the house. But then obviously what happened once we went into COVID, lockdowns, all of that sort of thing, and I was working from home all the time, that was when it really began to bug me. And I had on my goals for 2022 was to secure my own office space. And uh, that is what I did. Um, so <laughs> I had a couple of, a few chats with some people who um, were like other service providers who had, um, you know, like a psychologist and a counsellor um, around like using their office space when they weren't in it. Um, and it would have been perfect. It was a really beautiful space, except that I was working from someone else's office. And the thing, the issue that I have, which I know so many people have, is that I don't have a separate room in my home that I work from. I don't have an office that I can, you know, shut the door on every night when I finish work. I was working from either my dining table, which um, in my tiny house, I have a direct line of sight to the kitchen sink, which is where all of the breakfast dishes that were washed up and draining on this on the side of the sink would sit all day long winking at me like going put me away put me away and then I would look out the window to my left and I could see the clothesline which was covered in clothes and I'm thinking I wonder if they're dry yet should I go out and check them do I need to bring the washing in I also was sharing a room with my pantry that was full of food that I could just get stuck into whenever I I wanted. So there was all of these distractions that came with me working from home without a dedicated office space. I also had work stuff everywhere because I was basically storing it wherever I could find a spot in my house. So, you know, I had files and resources and books and podcast equipment and everything all over um, different parts of the house. And I just felt like, truthfully, I felt completely unprofessional. I'm like, I feel like a fraud. Here I am talking um, to people about running their businesses in a professional, streamlined, efficient manner. And here am I, um, you know, grapping around underneath the lounge trying to find a power cord to plug my laptop in so that the battery doesn't go flat while I'm on my Zoom call. Um, so all of that added up to me just getting really, really clear on what it was that I wanted. And I knew that, you know, not to sound like a petulant child, but I didn't want to share. I didn't want to have, I didn't want to work from someone else's office. I wanted my own space. I even went so far as to look at bigger houses. So I thought, well, maybe if we moved house and I had like the extra bedroom, I could work from there. But, you know, anyone that is renting knows that rents are just crazy in Sydney right now. And in order to do that, it was going to be like at least another $500 a week in rent, which I absolutely couldn't justify 
And the other issue that wasn't going to go away was that I was working from home. So I am a member of a co-working space um, on the Northern Beaches here in Sydney. It's called Beaches Co-working. I had said to them that like they had, they have private offices there. And I'd said to them, if anything comes available, let me know. Um, And a couple of options came up where I had to share and I was like, no, I want my own space. And then um, in May this year, a private office came available and Gavin emailed me and said, hey, just want to let you know, this is coming up. Are you interested? And I was like, oh my God, here we go. This is it. And I wrote back to him and I said, look, it sounds great. Let me just sit on it for a moment um, and I'll come back to you at the beginning of next week. Um, so that was on a Friday morning and then I went to an appointment um, at Friday lunchtime and while I was there, this person told me about um, a particular government grant that I might be entitled to and the amount that she got from her grant was the exact amount of money that my first month's rent would be. So I said to myself when I got home that if I got this grant, then it was the sign that I needed to pull the trigger and sign on the dotted line. Lo and behold, filled in the forms online and 20 minutes later, the money was in my bank account, the exact amount of money that I needed to secure my office. Now, this is not a made-up story. I know it sounds very, very woo-woo, but I I, I really, you know, I'm a very practical person. I really am. But I also, I'm also a bit woo-woo in that way. And um, I believe that things they do happen for a reason. Things come to us for a reason. And this money, which was so out of left field, like I, you know, it was nothing I had ever heard of before. And then of course, I have since told people about this and they hadn't heard about it either. So um, it was one of those things that it was pretty secret squirrel. And then it was quite funny. (laughs) Um, There was sort of like a run of people that applied. And then all of a sudden people were coming back to me and going, I didn't get my money. And I was like, I think probably the government has cottoned on to the fact that we are all claiming this money. Um, So anyway, I I am not committing fraud. It was actual legitimate money that was due to me. But um, yes, I think I think I probably set a cat among the pigeons in terms of, of, of getting that grant money. So anyway, I digress. The money arrived in my bank account. I notified um, Gavin that I was going to be taking the office. And look, it felt so bloody scary when I did it. It was like, because it is a lot of money every single month. Um, and I was like, well, this is, I, I have to, you know, I have to make sure that I keep earning enough to pay my rent. And that mentality did not serve me well in the beginning. So instead of me looking at this as a way of kind of leveling up, and look, I did look at it as a way of leveling up, but I think I went into it with a bit of a sort of 
scarcity mindset because I was like, well, I just need to make sure that my revenue is, is, you know, up each month so that I can justify the cost. And it was that real kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul kind of mentality. And it wasn't serving me because then what happened is pretty much signed on the dotted line to take the office space. And I then did not have a full week in that office um, for probably the first six weeks. In fact, there were a couple of weeks there where I didn't go in at all because as soon as I signed um, the lease, I got, uh, I, I had sick kids. Tilly was home from school multiple, multiple times. Ruby got sick. There was teacher's strikes. There was, you know, all sorts of stuff going on where I just felt like, oh my God, like I am not getting my money's worth. This was a mistake. What the hell have I made this decision for? Like so many things that we do in our businesses, right? How many times have you shelled out for something? And as soon as you kind of hit the purchase button, you have that buyer's remorse. You know, I was talking to to Paul, my partner, about it because he was so, like, I think out of anyone, he was, like, the most excited for me, which is quite ironic because, um, you know, I mean, I don't talk about him much, but one thing I will tell you about him is that he is not, like, on the excitability scale, he is not high on the excitability scale. I am the one that carries the high levels of excitement for both of us. But he was really pumped for me to get this office space. And he's like, you know, this is going to, this is going to change everything for you. You know, you're going to be able to leave your work at work and come home. And, you know, it's just going to, it's going to make you, he, he sort of saw it as did I of like, you know, the, the optics, like the outside matched what was going on inside for me. But of course, because I was like panicking about the fact that I wasn't there all the time and I wasn't utilizing it and that I was blowing all my cash on this office that was empty many days a week, um, I kind of yeah got myself into a bit of a spiral about it. But then I gave myself a talking to and it was actually one of my business buddies that helped me reframe it for me by saying, Michelle, you are not spending money on your office space you are investing money in your business. And I was like, oh my God, yes, I am. That's right. This is an investment. Yes, okay, it's not going to appreciate or anything like that. But what I've done is I've invested in my professionalism. I am a service provider and I now have a space in which to provide that service. So that reframe made a really, really big difference and stopped me from panicking every time I would look at my calendar and go, well, I'm not going to be in the office tomorrow. And, you know, it's just going to sit there empty. And um, so now I just feel like, no, that's cool. That's fine because the investment has been made. And if I'm not there every single day of the week, that's okay. That's quite fine. So that is kind of the, I guess, like the backstory of how I came to be in the office. And I wanted to share with you the, 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 the real impact that it has had on me having my own space. So it's been several months now since I, I got in there and there has been a big shift in the way that I see myself um, from doing this. So once I got past that whole, you know, spendy kind of mindset and and 
considered what I was doing to be an investment. I just felt like, this is going to sound really dumb, but I felt like a grown-up. Like I felt like finally I actually have a proper grown-up business. And, you know, I do look at a lot of like professional service providers who've got, you know, signage and they've got, you know, letters on the door and all of that sort of thing. And I go, wow, like that's, you know, that's a really, they've got a grown up business. They're paying rent on um, like a shop front. And um, that is how I'm feeling about myself now. I feel like I've got a proper grown up business, even though, you know, what I have been delivering has been grown up for many years, but that outside matching the inside. The benefit of having space in which to meet people. So now I can say to people, come and meet me at my office rather than, um, you know, oh, well, what coffee shops nearby? Or, you know, have you got an office that we can meet at? Or shall we hire a meeting room and then be kind of at the mercy of whatever place you land on? So that has been really, really great. Just to have an address, like a business address that is not my home address is really yeah, just I guess from an optics point of view, you know, it looks good that people are sending mail to my office or deliveries to my office as opposed to the house. The other thing that it has done, which has just been absolutely game changing, is that line in the sand between work and home. So as I said earlier in the episode, I, I was working from my dining table and that was not sustainable. You know, basically when the kids came home from school, it was pretty disruptive. You know, I felt like I was kind of dipping in and out of work, which I didn't want to be doing. I never wanted to be that person. And I just was getting into some really bad habits. I was literally, I'd have my laptop open on the kitchen bench while I was making dinner. And I was like responding to emails like, Michelle, who have you become? Like, this is not the person that you want to be. So having this office space has let me, it's not just like a line in the sand. This is like a, this is like a six lane freeway between me and work. Everything stays in the office at the end of the day. I do bring my laptop home. That's really because I just don't want to leave it lying around. Um, but sometimes it st- just stays in my handbag. Like it doesn't even come out. But it is that physical separation of work and home. And when I'm at work, I'm all there when I come home, I'm all here. And it's been really, really nice. The other thing that I did earlier this year, and I have spoken about it on the podcast before, is that I got some after-school help one afternoon a week with Tilly, which means that I can do a full day a week, um, like all the way, you know, like a like a grown-up um, until the end of the day, which um, has made a big difference as well. So those kinds of things, um, have just helped keep work and home separated. Um, The other thing is just that changing up of my environment. So I talk a lot about how, you know, we can sort of supercharge our creativity and our blue sky thinking by shifting up our environment. And the great thing about having that office space is that that is like my professional work environment. But um, in my office, I've got two tables. So I've got my desk, which is where I do all of my like Zoom meetings and and 
that kind of thing. But then there's like a meeting table, which when I'm not using it for meetings, that is where I'll sit and do sort of a bit more um, like creative thinking and planning um, because uh, there's no PowerPoint next to it or anything like that. So I can't really use my computer there. Um, So that's a really good kind of hack for me as well. And then the other thing is, you know, if I want to do certain tasks, I will still go and work from a cafe and have that kind of ambient noise that sparks creativity for me as well. So that's something I think for you to take away is that shifting up that environment does have a really positive impact on um, on your business. So I just wanted to share that with you today. I know you might be sitting there going, Michelle, so what? Like I've had my own office for ages, but not everyone does. And I think it's, you know, there are so many things that kind of cement our professionalism as service providers. For some people, it's all about like their their kind of visual brand, like I talked about with Sandra last week in, in our chat. Um, you know, it's having that beautiful website and um, or, or, or gorgeously curated Instagram feed. Or for other people, it's having business cards. For other people, it's, um, you know, the car that they drive. It's the, like it's different for everyone what that thing is that makes you feel like you have a proper business. Um, I would love to hear what your thing is um, because I I find it really fascinating what like some people really value um, driving a fancy car. That is kind of their status symbol. That is their way of kind of going, yeah, I'm doing really well. Um, So I would love to know what your thing is. I would also love to hear if this is something that is a goal of yours. Like, is this something that you're working towards? I have worked through this with a couple of clients, like who have, you know, maybe been working out of other people's offices or other people's health practices or, you know, providing a service out of like a gym and and then moving into their own space. And I've watched the shift that has happened with them when they have stepped in into their own space. And I've definitely seen it with myself. So I'm, I'm curious curious to know, is this something that you would like to do in your business next year? What other goals have you got for yourself for 2023? Because it's only another few months away. We've literally got one quarter left of this year. And I know that in my planning workshop that I'm doing this Friday, it's something that we're going to start talking about. We are going to start working out what goals we are going to set for this quarter, but what we're going to carry over into 2023. So on that subject, if you are still sitting on the fence about coming to my quarterly planning workshop this coming Friday, that's September the 23rd. If you are listening to this as the episode drops, I'm still taking registrations. I know that there are a lot of people who like to leave these decisions to the last minute. I will be taking registrations up until the night before. So if you are interested, please check out the details that are on the link in the episode notes 
or if you want more info, just send me a DM on uh, Instagram or email me, michelle at michellebroadbent.com.au. But there is still space and there is still time for you to set yourself up to end 2022 on a high. I would love to welcome you. Thank you for today. Please share with me what you got out of this episode. It is really, I, I do love hearing your stories. I really do. I hope that you have an incredible week and I look forward to talking to you next week for a life boost episode. See you later.